0: This is Nova Church, Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. My name is Mike, and uh, as I said before, me and my wife are the pastors here. And on behalf of the Dream Team and all the people that make uh, this, this dream, this church work every Sunday, we're really glad you're here. If you have a Bible today, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 24. If you don't have a Bible, that's fine. You'll see it on the TVs. Uh, today. How good does this stage look, by the way? I just love that. I'm just thinking, what else can we spell up here? I don't even know. Just, I was trying to find ways to rearrange those words to make, anyway, okay. Luke chapter 24, if you don't have a Bible, we're going to put it on the TVs beside me, but Luke chapter 24, verse 1. If you're there, say, hey. Okay, three people, awesome. The rest of you are just waiting on the screen, aren't you? You're just waiting on the screen. You just open your Bibles to everywhere, wherever you want it to, just looking, waiting for the screen, okay. Verse one, but early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in and they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And they stood there puzzled. Two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed down their faces to the ground and the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? We're in the middle of a series called Hope. And I said it last week. Sometimes we're looking for the right thing in the wrong places. We're looking for answers in the wrong place. We're looking for something alive in dead places. You won't find life at the bottom of a bottle. You won't find it necessarily in a relationship. You won't find it in status or or many other things, but we have to look in the right places for the right things. They went looking for Jesus in the wrong place. Only dead things were in the grave. He says he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you. Back in Galilee, the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified that he would rise again on the third day. i say it again. Remember what he told you, that he had to die because he would rise again. Let's pray today as we just believe God's gonna speak to us, encourage us, and hope's gonna fill this room before eggs fill our kids' bellies, amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you that we have hope today. It's more than a bracelet or a wall in the lobby. It's more than a, a, a glowing sign on a stage. It is a relationship and it is a person. Jesus, you are our hope today. And God, I pray from the back road to the front road that whatever the state of the journey people are on today in their faith, that they would be awakened to the reality that you're not dead and you're not done. And today, hope has a place for them. God, I pray these next few minutes people would feel your presence. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Change the room. Change lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Everybody said? Come on, look at your person next to you and say, I waited all year to sit next to you. Look on the other side and said, I'll get you next year. (laughs) Happy Easter, everybody. I'm gonna share just for a few minutes before we uh, enjoy the rest of our day. So many fun things planned. We're so glad you're in church today. I know some of you, it's a guest. It's a big deal to come to a new place, to come to church. It's a big deal. Thank you for trusting us. Thank you for trusting those that invited you. Thank you for coming today. We're really, really glad. You're here. I was thinking about my kids this week, and as every Easter goes by, the traditions stay the same, but my kids change. And my son turned 15 uh, last week, which is a big deal. This time next year, uh, we'll be buying bubble wrap for our cars as he learns to drive. And, and actually, he's the responsible one. All the other parents are like, our kids aren't allowed to drive, but your kid can drive our kid because he's that kid. And As our kids get older, I start realizing my kids have a very different childhood than I had. My kids don't watch TV. They don't watch TV at all. I know some of you think we're that super spiritual family. No, it's because they watch YouTube and they're on their iPads and they're on their, and they're on TikTok and they're on their iPhones. Some of you are like, man, they're amazing. Their kids don't, no, no, my, my kids, their heads are morphing into a screen. They, they have lots of screen time, uh, they, but they just don't watch live TV. I realize this generation, they don't watch live TV. And if they do watch live TV, they record it so they can fast forward it. Different day, right? When we were growing up, like, mom would call or dad would call and we're in the middle of, like, a hockey game or a basketball game or Fonzie was jumping the shark. If something, I'd like, go way back. We can't miss this, right? They don't watch TV. And as I thought about how different their lives are, I realized they're missing out on some of the best part of my childhood. Infomercials. Kids are like, what's infomercials? You don't even know what infomercials are because they skip everything. Infomercials are like that part of YouTube for that five seconds before you skip it. That's what infomercials are. Infomer- infomercials were the most amazing part of television. Remember some infomercials? Remember the Floby? You don't remember the Floby? The Floby was this vacuum that also cut your hair. Anybody remember this thing? How many, rem- I need to see, where are my old people in the room? How many remember this? Thank you, thank you old people. Thank- they had this thing on TV that was advertised. In, in, in between family ties and who's the boss you know, Samantha you know in the middle of this they had this commercial for this 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 vacuum that had a hair cutting device in it and you could change the length and you would cut your hair it had a hose down to a vacuum and attached to your vacuum think about this so you could cut your hair and not make a mess and you could change the 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 part out and make it longer bowl cut you could shave it it was called the floby think about that for a minute some people walked around looking like a vacuum stuck to your head, you know, look at, your, your haircut sucks. Literally, look at that thing. <laughs> the Flowbee, I actually met people that bought the Flowbee. one hundred, cut your hair, right, right now, right? Remember Chia Pet? Okay, then my people. I'm the only one that watched five hours of TV every single day as a kid, right? Flobie, and then Chia Pet, they had this, it was basically growing like, like weeds and grass in your house. You get this like shape of a pig or a sheep, the ram. <laughs> and then you would, you would paste it with this, 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 this stuff and then it would grow this grass inside your house. It was gardening for kids. Somehow they were excited because this, this ram would all of a sudden grow fur that was green, it was jacked up, but everybody wanted Chia Pet. It was, remember OxyClean? That's still around, I think. OxiClean was amazing. And they, like, there's things I did not even thought about getting stains out, but I'm thinking, I want to try it. I want to mix that stuff in. I'm like, what could I try that on? I remember going through chocolate, coffee, grease, blood. I remember thinking, if you have blood on your clothes, I don't think laundry is your top priority right now. And I'm like, oh, God, what happened? Oh, no, I got OxiClean. We're good, right? Infomercials. Remember the greatest hits albums? I don't know any songs from the 70s or 80s. I only know five second clips because I watched so many commercials. Walking through the desert on a horse with no name. Say you, say, I only know these commercials. I don't know the songs. They'd be sitting in front of a fireplace and getting romantic, and these, these infomercials for these amazing cassettes. Cassettes, these guys over here, cassettes for these plastic things that we used to put music on, and you rewound it with a pen. It was awesome. And, and before, there was an album. Remember the albums right now, the limited set? You get this a platinum album and greatest hits and all these best songs, infomercials. But the best part about infomercials, is when, just when you thought it was awesome, it was amazing, there was blood coming out of fabric, rams are growing, uh, growing stuff, people are getting their hair cut. All of a sudden the announcer, a great infomercial would say, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And then they would un- bring something else that you're thinking, this, where's my credit card? Dad, where's your credit card? Dad, write a check. I don't even know how. Pony Express back then. We gotta get money to wherever this is because all of a sudden you'd be like, this face cloth, that's not just a normal face cloth. If you're trapped in the desert, it's a survival blanket. You're like, yes! <laughs> but wait, there's more. We'll double your order. free. Just pay uh, separate shipping and handling. But we'll double your order right now. I get double the Chia Pets. But wait, there's more about Easter, I love this holiday. I love it for a lot of reasons. I love the colors of Easter, don't you? The yellows and the pinks, I just love the the blue. I just love, I love that it's spring. I think in Canada, we appreciate it more than probably other places, because it's just, you know, we made it through the winter, right? Winter is coming over and over, and we made it. Winter is a great eight months, but we make it through, right? (laughs) And spring is like on a Thursday this year. We're looking forward to it. And right in the middle of that, you have Easter, and I love the eggs. I love the bunnies. I love the bunnies in the mall. I love bunnies everywhere. I just, I love the excitement. I love church on Easter. I love people are excited. I love that some people, that's when they go, you know what? This is the time when you take our family to church. We're so glad you're here today. People are like, I need to go to church on Easter. Something about Easter, I love it so much. I love the fun of it. I love the atmosphere. I love the excitement about it. But today I want to tell you on Easter, and we got bunnies and eggs, and we're having church, and the music, and the colors, and the flowers, and in the middle of that, I feel like I need to remind us today, but wait, there's more. There's even more than church. There's more than bunnies and chocolate. There's more than church and singing. There's more than... This, there's, but wait, there's, just when you think it can't get any better, go, man, they're gonna feed my kids, they're gonna give me coffee, we're singing about Jesus, we're in church, the atmosphere is awesome. It's not snowing, last I checked, outside. <laughs> there's still more. There's still more today. We've been in a series about hope, and I believe that hopelessness is an epidemic in our city. Now, because of the ages in this room, I don't want to go into graphic, but you know there's lives that have been lost and at risk because of hopelessness. We've all felt it somewhere, either touched by someone else's life or even our own lives. Depression, anxiety, uh, worry. In my own life, I've gone through worry and, and panic. And It seems like hopelessness is an epidemic creeping and flowing through our streets, our schools, and our homes. It's an epidemic. It's 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 everywhere, and it seems like it's just spreading with more video and more conversation and more time. And we believe that many are overwhelmed and under-equipped, ill-equipped. Hebrews thirteen eight. You'll see it on the screen behind me. It says this. Hebrews thirteen eight. I want to camp here just for the next fifteen minutes. And it says this: as Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. My friend, I love Easter. I love church. But wait, there is more. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My friends, we have hope today. Jesus is the hope where you need him most. Jesus is the hope where you need him most. The first thing I need to remind you today that there's more is that Jesus is hope for our Yesterday. You need to know this today. Jesus is our hope for yesterday. He's more than just right now. He's hope for yesterday. Regret is a powerful trap to get stuck in, isn't it? So many people are looking back and stuck in regret. I had this friend I grew up with, and, and uh, he, he owned a, a, a car dealership, and his joke was he'd go for coffee, and he'd take the new guy for coffee, and he'd go through Tim Horton's drive-thru in reverse. Because he'd make the passenger order the coffee. Because he was a good driver and he wanted to show off. But it was annoying to the people at Tim Hortons. It was annoying to everyone else. But he would pull in reverse and go through the drive-thru, wait in the line, get up to the order thing. The guy would order and go. He did everything in reverse. How many know it's hard to make speed and traction and make ground when you're driving in reverse? So many people are looking through the rearview mirror instead of the windshield of their life. And they're looking back and they wonder why they go into the ditch or they don't make much progress in their life. I believe in reflecting. I believe in being thankful. But life was meant for living and moving forward, and some of us are stuck in the regret of our past. Jesus, it says he was the same yesterday, which means we have hope for our yesterdays. I want to remind you of the good news of the gospel is that God is bigger than your past. He's bigger than your shame. He's bigger than your failures. He's bigger than what you did or what you thought you did. We have hope for our yesterdays. Jesus. Oh, there's more. Some of you are going, well, I, if I'd only discovered Jesus sooner, I've wasted my life. I've messed up. No, no. There is hope for our yesterdays. Yes. It says he was the same yesterday. Psalm 103, verse 12 says, he has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. You can't get the east and the west together. That's how far Jesus removed our sins. I want to remind you today that the symbol of Christianity is the cross. Not the scale. Some of you are going, if I can just make up for my past that's weighing me down, if I can do more good works, go to church more, give more in the offering, maybe be a better father or a, a wife or a kid, if I can get the scales even, then maybe I can let my past go. The symbol of Christianity is the cross, not a scale. It's not a scale trying to level out. I want to remind you, we have hope for our yesterdays today. Oh, it's good news. But there's more. Jesus is our hope for today. I'm gonna say that again. Jesus is our hope for today. Like Olivia Pope, he handled your past, but he is helping your present. He handled yesterday, but he handles today. He's helping our our present. Hebrews 6.19 says it this way. Hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. He is with us. He's holding us like an anchor. He's steadying us. He's keeping us. You can be alone and not alone. When was the last time you were alone, but you didn't feel alone? That's the hope of Jesus Christ. People, I know people in cities, in our city, and bigger cities, they go, I feel alone in a huge city. I can be alone and not alone. Why? Because he is with me today. He is the Jesus of today. That means he's an anchor no matter what I'm going through. Anchors only make sense in storms. In the middle, and some of you are going through a storm. You love Jesus. You're going through something. I want to remind you today that he has an anchor for your life. The calling on your life is remarkable and you will get through this because the anchor is on you. You hold on to that anchor. He's our anchor in all times. Today, you walked in here with your Easter basket and your Easter best and we're in here excited and singing. I want to remind you today, we have hope today. No matter what you're going through, people don't even know what you're going through, that Jesus promised to be our anchor today. The storm of life is is raging and the waves are pounding on our lives and we have hope today. He says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. It's closer than a brother. He is with us and always praying for us. We have hope today that Jesus is with us. It's great news today. Jesus came with us and sat down and invited us to a table. A cross and a table changed the world. A cross and a table changed the world. Jesus is not just saying, hey, this is what you did and I forgave you. He says, I'm with you today. I want to journey with you, a cross and a table. He invites us to, and it changes everything. Why? Because Jesus journeys with us. Some of you think about Jesus about your past or maybe about your future. I want to remind you today, he's with you right now. He invades your Mondays and your Tuesdays and your Wednesdays. He invades your weekends with hope. That's the God we serve. It's great news today. He's our hope for today. But wait, there's more. Jesus is our hope for tomorrow. Jesus is our hope for tomorrow, Hebrews 12.2. By doing this, we keep our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Another version says he's the author and the finisher. But this version says he initiates and perfects our faith. That means that what he started, he will finish that he initiated your faith. Some of you think you came here because someone invited you. You thought somewhere someone prayed for you and you thought that they brought you here, but it says that God himself initiated. He initiates. And God started this walk in your life, but it also says he just didn't start it and leave you. He wants to perfect it, which means he's helping you, chipping off some of the rough stuff, helping prop you up, make you better, encourage you, lift you higher. Jesus always lifts you higher, never pushes you down. Years ago, I remember going to the airport to drop my father off on trips when he'd travel or friends. And years ago, there was this hotel that was started at the airport. This hotel was started, and remember back then, the airport was pretty small and Halifax was kind of growing and small. And all of a sudden, there was this idea that there was gonna be a hotel at the airport. Everybody got excited. And they put the foundations in and the footings in, they started building, and they got this thing up five, six, seven stories, just a shell of it, and then somewhere it stopped. I remember saying to my father, what's going on, that hotel's taking a long time. He goes, yeah, there must just be some delays. They'll get it done. A week turned into a month, a month turned into a year, and that shell, anybody remember this hotel at the airport? This Sheridan Hotel, I think it was, sat there for over a decade or two, just sitting there, unfinished. Now the the scaffolding had fallen down and the wind had broken most things that were in there and it was destitute and it was unfinished. And eventually they had to tear it down and now we see the new hotel that's there. But for most of my childhood, there was a half-finished hotel at the airport. Whenever you see something unfinished, it usually speaks to a broken relationship. I don't know if that relationship was between the builder and the bank. And they said, we don't wanna loan you any more money. You've gone over budget or there's something wrong there, but they broke a relationship and it remained unfinished. I don't know if it was partners that got together and said, we're going to build this together, and there was a break of relationship between the partners, and they separated, and then it didn't build. I don't know if it was the tradesman with the contractor, but somewhere there was a broken relationship and left it unfinished. I want to remind you today, we have hope for our tomorrows. Because our relationship is not broken. God is the God of yesterday. He forgives your past. He's the God of today. He's with you. No matter what you're going through today, parenting is difficult. He's with you. Singleness can be difficult in 2019. He is with you in your marriage, in your health, in your finances. But we have hope for tomorrow that the God that started it and the God that's with us will not leave us and he will perfect our faith. We have hope for our tomorrows in this life and the next that God will be with us. This life is not the end, it's just a chapter. And Jesus forgave our sin. He makes our present make sense, and we have hope for our future. Why? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why we celebrate today. Oh, he's the eraser, the oxyclean of the past. He's the anchor of the present. And he's the windshield of the future looking forward. He's with you all the way. That's the God we have hope today. Oh, I love Easter. I love the decor. I love the music, but wait, there's more. Jesus invades and is interrupted, and is invited, and lives in our past, our present, and our future, perfecting what he started. We have hope today. We're gonna serve communion in a moment. And we celebrate today that what Jesus did, and what he's doing, and we can promise, and we can hold him to, that he will do in our lives. We celebrate on this Easter. Before we do that today, if you could help me today, with every head bowed, just for a moment just for privacy and every eye closed. On this Easter Sunday, there on this Easter Sunday, so thankful you came to this building to celebrate with us. The colors, the music, the eggs, the coffee, but there's more. And I don't know what area of your life you need Jesus the most in right now. Some of you, you have hope for your future, Right now, you're doing well and you feel God's presence, but you keep looking through the rear view mirror at the past and it haunts you. And it's in every conversation. Remember when they hurt me? Remember when that church hurt me? Remember when that person hurt me? Remember when I messed up? Remember when I did that? And you're always looking back. I wanna remind you today, you have hope today. Some of you, it's right now. You're thinking, my past is fine. I'm, My future, I don't even know, but I'm just struggling today. We have hope today. And some of you, you don't know about tomorrow. You're trying to make it through the day. You don't think about eternity. You don't think about what happens when your life is over in a day or 80 years. You need hope for tomorrow. You say, Mike, I don't know Jesus. I I know church. I know Easter. I love all this, but I don't know the more. I know what I know, but I don't know the more. With every head bowed, I wanna give you a chance today. I wanna pray for you. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead and that he is Lord, a miracle happens. All of a sudden, hope is not a feeling. Hope is not, hope, hope is not uh, something you buy. Hope has a name, it's Jesus Christ. Hope comes into your life. Doesn't make sense, but it makes a difference. Jesus comes in and washes away your past. He ignites your current. Oh, and he plans your future. That's the God we serve today. You say, Mike, I don't know Jesus. I don't feel like my past is forgiven. I don't feel like I have hope right now. I feel alone in my present. And I don't even think about tomorrow. You need Jesus Christ, the God that loves you so much. He initiates. With every eye closed, you say, Mike, I want you to pray for me today. I want to make a decision. You're not joining a church today. You're saying, God, I want to join with you. I want you to come in and erase the past, help the present, and I give you my future. you start called giving your life to Jesus Christ. Most in this room have done this already today, we want to believe with you that this Easter, as you celebrate the bunnies and the chocolate in church, you can walk out going all no, all, but I realize, no, no, there's more. I don't got to pay the shipping or the handling. It's a free gift. God's going to give it to you right now, the gift of life. On the count of three, with every head bowed, you say, Mike, I want you to pray for me right where I am. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up on the count of three and put it right back down. That's it. You ready? One. This Easter, hope has a name. He loves you and he wants to come into your life. One two, three. If that's you, can you put your hand right up real quick and put it right back down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put it right back down. Thank you. Put it right back down. I see that hand. Put it right back down. So many hands today. There's more for your life, sir. There's more for your life, ma'am. There's more for your life. It's good news today. Oh, there's hope for your life. All over this place, can we all stand to our feet today? All of us in this room. I'm gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna pray a prayer and believe for a miracle today. If you prayed that prayer, if you put your hand up, we're all going to pray this today with you. But we're going to ask you, can you pray this out loud? And we're all going to join you, right? Can we all pray this prayer after me all together? Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you're hope. Thank you that you handle my past. Thank you that you're with me today. Oh, Jesus, I give you my tomorrows. Forgive me for my sin. Take direction of my life. I trust you. I need you to do a miracle in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody. Round of applause. (laughs) If you prayed that prayer today, right there, fill out this card and say, I committed my life. We have a special gift for you at the welcome wall. In a moment, we're gonna have communion as we close. And the ushers, as we start singing this song, are gonna hand out communion. Just hang on to it. We're gonna take it all together at the end. They're going to pass the buckets. Let's sing this song about the miracle of an empty grave.